While you may have been taught that menopause is a bad thing, or even something to fear, it's actually an incredible initiation into the next level of womanhood. In this episode, I've brought on the expert in menopause, Dr. Helen Kosiba, to talk about all things menopause, living balanced through this beautiful transition, and some of her top tools to move through menopause with as much grace as possible. Welcome to the Cyclical Health Podcast with me, your host, Cassandra Wilder, a naturopathic doctor and the leading expert in women's cyclical health. Let's get started. Welcome back, beautiful friends, to the podcast. Super excited for today's episode as this is finally the first episode I've ever done on the incredible initiation into menopause. Now you might be listening to this because you yourself are beginning to move into this transition or maybe you're listening to this for your mom or your aunt or a friend of yours that's really struggling right now through this transition. You'll love this episode as I brought on one of my dear friends and expert colleagues, Dr. Helen Kosiba. Now, if you've never met Dr. Helen, she completed her degree as a board-certified naturopathic doctor through the American Naturopathic Medical Accreditation Board. Say that three times fast. (laughs) But she's also a holistic birth doula, and she's done that for over 20 years. She's also the owner of Wise Woman Natural Health Center in Midland, Michigan. Dr. Helen specializes in women's health and utilizes all sorts of incredible modalities like herbalism, homeopathy, and clinical nutrition. She really feels like it's her life's work and passion to guide women through every stage of their cyclical journey, from the maiden to the mother and into the wise woman years. I'm excited for you to listen to this episode as she reframes the entire experience of menopause and gives some excellent suggestions to move through this transition with as much grace as possible. Remember, if you love the episode, please tag me at Menstruation Queen and Dr. Helen at wisewoman underscore ND on Instagram. So enjoy the episode. Welcome, Dr. Helen. I'm so grateful you're here. Thank you so much for having me here. I appreciate this opportunity so much to um, talk about menopause. It's a much needed topic in our world today. And I'm just, I'm really grateful that you have me on today. Oh, thank you. And it's, yeah, I've had this requested for so long and I didn't know the perfect person to bring on. And then I was like, yeah, Dr. Helen. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, thank you for that. I I humbly accept this, but um, I, I just cannot wait to hear your questions and help as many people as we can. Thank you. So of course, we got to know each other fairly well through our schooling together, and um, you've done so many different things in your life to help women at every stage of their life, but I would love to hear what got you into naturopathic medicine to begin with, because I think of all the professions in the world, no one stumbles into becoming a naturopath. There's usually a really personal healing story behind it. Yes. So if I can just be personal and transparent, I feel like that really does lead into where I am today and why I have such like a deep passion for it. Um, I didn't actually go into naturopathy right straight away. I was thinking about becoming a nurse and, you know, I've always had a heart to help people, but every time I would, you know, try to understand something of a condition of, you know, the body where there's help in helping moms, especially in the labor room. I was a doula for many years before I actually became a naturopath. 
Um, and I would be in the labor and delivery room with them and I would be helping them along with their pregnancy prior to that. And I felt like the answers given weren't always the answers that fully com and completely helped that mom. I felt like there was always a missing peace when it came to their true help or healing in a certain situation. Mm -hmm. So when I really started to search my soul, I, I found that nursing was a very streamlined profession. I am friends with many nurses and doctors, um, physicians of many different uh, um, areas of, of practice, and I respect what they do so entirely. And then there was that extra little piece in me that I felt like, okay, there's just something that I'm supposed to be doing in my service that might not be in that area of practice. So naturopathy came up and I started to look at different things that they uh, practice, which is herbalism and homeopathy and just a really natural approach to uh, balance really, and essentially um, using elements of nature, sleep, exercise, different parts of being that I really did already have a lot of faith in. So it felt like a really good fit. I uh, felt like personally on my journey through health, um, there were areas where I was kind of let down in terms of uh, care um, along my uh, journey with, you know, becoming a woman and then also becoming a mother and then into, um, you know, a few years, you know, as we raise children, I felt like there was just a gap. So that's what got me really steered in that direction. Mm. I resonate with so much of your story, um, especially the piece where you felt like these other professions were really alluring, but there were pieces missing to it. I felt that same way in considering dietetics, but not resonating with the food guide pyramid approach and feeling like they will kick me out if I go into that. <laughs> They'll be like, get me out of here. Um, yeah. And then I also love that you shared there were times in your own journey you felt really let down and like you're, you didn't have that advocate that you craved. And um, I think that's probably the most common thread with, for all of us is that we wanted to be the person that that didn't exist in our time of need. Oh my goodness, that that's exactly it. That's when I first became pregnant, I was like I was pretty lost. Like I didn't have an advocate. I had my mother there, uh thank God, um to kind of like talk to me, but I remembered feeling that same feeling of almost loss like I don't know what's missing, but then as I went through and I had my first child, I have four children, each time I went through that process and I had a really terrible, um, you know, uh, reproductive years, you know, prior to having babies. Um, so I just felt like there was this big, like frustration and sadness that kept coming over me when it came to my personal care. So when you say, you know, we dream of a person that doesn't exist, that's what I really needed. And it's what's fueled what I do today in my practice is I, I'm the mom who isn't there maybe for somebody. I'm the, the husband or partner that isn't there for a mom if that's the area she needs. And then now when I focus on menopause, I'm also there as maybe that, you know, that best girlfriend or that practitioner that looks at you as a whole person and wants to help you not just fumble through that stage of life, but like 
in order to feel your best, just cover all those obstacles and try to live your most amazing uh, life pattern possible. And I just, that's what's fueled me is this almost like this repetitive need for something that I couldn't grip on myself. So that's what's caused me, really, truly caused me to fall in love with this whole profession and getting to work with women in all these different areas of their their life journey. Beautifully said. Yes. And that was the perfect segue to start to open that conversation around menopause. I'm sure when someone comes into you know, your office or you connect with someone that's really struggling through this transition, I guess my question is where, where do you begin? How do you start to help people through a season of life that has been so discombobulated to, to be synonymous with like drying up and losing vitality and, and not really having any of those feminine qualities anymore? So one of the things that I do when women come into my practice and they want to discuss, you know, whether it's an underlying condition or maybe it is just, I am going through menopause or I'm in perimenopause, help, (laughs) you know, some walk in and just raise their hands and say, okay, like, where do we begin? And the very first thing that I like to get across to them is you are a unique person. You're not walking in just like the 10 preceding women before you that have the exact same thing, you're very, very special. And that's why that full holistic approach is utilized and is so effective when I help a woman one-on-one. I've been doing this for years and it, it really does, you can watch her just come into fruition as we work together. And it's amazing. Um, When they walk in, the very first thing that we start to do is change the narrative. We change literal words surrounding their body. You know, Um, in our world, you're very correct. They don't, and I say they very loosely, but there is a a combined, um, you know, verbiage out there that describes women in premenopause, perimenopause, and then in menopause in a really low light, in a way Mm -hmm. that it makes them feel just as horrible as some of those words are. You know, you're not useful anymore. You don't have the capabilities to have babies. What good? I mean, I have heard literally so many heartbreaking things come out of women's mouth. And I, and I also can say that I've thought these things myself throughout the years, maybe in a different capacity, but, um, I I've too felt this vulnerable and this, you know, low in terms of my womanhood. And so when they come in, the very first thing I offer them is that safe surroundings where we can go through what they're suffering from and really dive into identifying it as them as a person. And we go after it and we start to make that deep healing effort and watch them emerge. It's, it's amazing because oftentimes they're not just grappled by physical ailments. It's not that. I mean, there are women who have crippling anxiety and depression to go along with the physicalities that can be weight gain. They can be all of these other things like hot flashes. And those are very physical things. But I'll tell you what, when you put all of those symptoms in a pile and she suffers long enough or bad enough, you really honestly start to change her mind and her psyche and her heart and all of these things that are so inclusive when we consider the whole woman. So 
right off the bat, I go and we start to begin this new story for her inside of this new doorway that we just walked through together. I imagine that that's so affirming for these women that have been led to believe that, yeah, it's, it's like, this is the end of the road. Now everything gets worse. Everything's harder. You yep. have to do hormone replacement therapy because yep. that's what the doctor says. Like, so yeah, I feel heavy saying yeah. that. I know. I know. And just, I promise you, we're going to talk about so many good things, but yeah, I really, I feel like vibrationally to identify with those women, some women who have not maybe gone through that doorway yet, or, or are maybe on the other side or whatnot, there's a, there's a millions of women who either are in this space right now, or will be approaching it, we know, or have gone through it. And I feel like the very second we feel alone in our journey, like we're just, it's just us in this suffering place. It's one of those things where, you know, we kind of start to believe that it beat us, like we're not going to climb back out. So sometimes when I describe these things, it really helps the listeners understand that these are real women. These are, these are people attached to these symptoms. And, you know, if you're listening right now and you're feeling like, oh my gosh, that is exactly what I'm feeling. I've met you before. I've had you sitting in my office and we've, we've already, I feel like started to work. So just with all of the, the women that I've gone and I've, I've worked with along this path, I just want you to know that you're not alone and that there are people there that can help you through this. And I, I would love to help in any way I can. Mm-hmm. I already know this episode is going to give people not only the tools, but the the confirmation that it can be done. So just by being here, Dr. Helen, <laughs> you're helping people. Oh, oh. well, thank you. So you talked about some of those big, um, those big symptoms that come along with menopause that are especially unenjoyable, like the weight gain and the fatigue, uh, hot flashes, maybe sex is not enjoyable, or we just feel dry, or maybe we just, we don't feel sexy. Like we, we don't want to share that with someone so where do right. we start? Where are some of these these balancing tools that can start to move the needle? Okay. So you've mentioned some really big ones that those are the ones that usually bring people in. Um, so I'm going to pull them apart a little bit and talk about it just a little bit at a time because I feel like again they're not they're not like a, a one thing can fix often everything, even though that's what we're led to believe is just go on estrogen. It'll totally change your world and it'll be fine. You know, so when we look at, I'll start with a great topic and that is the sex. Okay. So part of what I really help women get to the point of, because again, it's this pile of feelings and symptoms and different things that they're accumulative. So how can one feel sexy if one of your symptoms is vaginal atrophy? Right. And when I say vaginal atrophy, it just means that the state, like the tissues start to decrease in that wonderful, juicy, glamorous place they used to be. And they do start to thin and have some drying that occurs. How does a woman feel sexy when that's one of her struggles? Right. So when we look at balancing hormones, we take into account each woman's very specific Uh, reason that we're going to work at it from whether it's an herbal point of view. There's amazing herbs that help women modulate their hormones versus 
um, just throw more hormones on the pile too. Because sometimes that's not the answer, especially with women in perimenopause, um, which is that stage prior to menopause um, is really just, it's a timeline. It's whether you're approaching, you're in it, or you're after it. Mm -hmm. So when women are approaching that, I love to use herbal medicine um, along with some homeopathy, but herbal herbals are, it's almost like they just have this divine wisdom inside them as a plant that knows and can match that same frequency of the woman, whether it's in a state of need of replacement of minerals and, you know, micronutrients and different things, or if it's something that helps her maybe detox a little bit. So the liver comes up a lot when I work with people. Um, you know, it, it's really hard to go into all the little intricate parts of it, but we look at her in terms of what modality fits her need instead of just throwing a lot of logs on the fire and hoping something helps we really take it apart and we look at the the intricacies of whether it is in the realm of you know sexual uh, nature or you know physical elements of sex or is it hot flashes is she just like she's irritable and moody and blah 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 because she can't sleep she can't get away from herself because she's bursting into flames every you know couple hours or you know with some women it's so severe it can be even more frequent so really we have to look at what to do first and then approach it as a whole body. So making sure we tune into the brain, the GI, the liver, we really get into it. Amazing. And I'm laughing hearing your response because uh, as, I guess as a naturopath, you know, people always want the like step-by-step -step guide, like tell me the five things to do. And you and I know that, well, everyone's a little bit different. So I can't tell you how to fix your period. You can't mm -hmm. tell me how to fix menopause because it is so mm -hmm. personalized, which is where it's very opposite to Western medicine where, yeah, estrogen or, or a certain medication might be touted as that, though we can maybe say it's probably not. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um, but I guess, are there some tangible tools that could really make a big difference or is there a good starting point for someone that is feeling pretty yuck? Yeah. Yeah. So if you're there and you're just feeling like, I'm not even sure where to start. Oftentimes what I do is I make sure, and if I can just be frank and talk to you, just like I would talk to somebody sitting in my, my office, where I begin is oftentimes in the ability to take in nutrients, but then also in the ability to excrete your nutrients. How is your plumbing working? Are you able to have bowel movements daily, multiple times a day, making sure what goes in can come out? Because in uh, traditional Chinese medicine, there's a real, um, you know, focus on stagnant. If you're stagnant or you can picture a pond that doesn't have an inlet or an outlet and it's just, it gets goopy and grimy and not smelling great and just really still, that can sometimes represent the body. So the one of the tangible things that I like to begin with is one that's not actually related directly to hormones, but for, for all intents and purposes, the what goes in and what comes out of the body. So, because if a woman is not moving her bowels due to 
one reason or another, um, and maybe that's been a total life struggle for her, when you get to menopause, your liver having that backup in your body, your liver does control. It's this master chemist that's in our in our body for a reason. It works with the kidneys so beautifully, but it it's all about keeping that blood renewed and moving. Even though we don't bleed from our womb anymore, our body still has to have this tremendous like turnover of events. You know, what comes in, we want to nourish our body. Of course, diet, I'm going to talk about next, what goes in. And then we also just have to pay attention to what comes out. The joke is that naturopaths always talk about poop. We always end up there and we always end up talking about that at some point in the conversation and it's true to talk about nutrition and not talk about you know excreting that nutrition um, in a timely manner those are two ends of the the body that really are the most important to keeping our cholesterol right to keeping our liver happy to keeping our gi clean then keeping our brain working better. One of the major things that women come in and talk to me about is brain fog. They cannot get past this, like, like what is happening? And it happens due to two things. It happens due to a decreased amount of available essential fats in her body. Um, you know, maybe she's on top of that or congestion in the liver and GI where it's almost like drinking out of a mud puddle your body isn't getting the clear, clean water or the clear roadway for these nutrition points to get into the cells if we're a stagnant pond. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. What goes in must come out is my first thing we do. Second thing, if we're talking herbs, um, I look at herbs and I put them really close to the same category as Western medicine's uh, pharmaceuticals. They make changes in the body pretty straight away. So when I have somebody come in and we look at whether or not herbs are appropriate, I take great uh, efforts into finding the right herbs instead of just, you know, throwing again, I feel like there's that analogy, like throw it at the wall and see what sticks. Like I don't, I don't get into that. And that's why as naturopaths, we do know it's never a one size fits all, but um, helpful herbs can be fit to what she's experiencing. Um, if I could speak to one of the herbs that I love so much in, um, in menopause and premenopause is it's an adaptogenic herb called Shadavari. It is one that does so many things. And I, I, you know, it covers probably the top three things. If I said in menopause, one is it helps the secretions in the body. So if we're worried about stagnant backed up, and then also, like I mentioned before, if a woman is feeling that dried up feel that like, you know, she's just stuck, Shadavare actually encourages those vaginal secretions. You can use that at any point too. It's not just specific to, um, to menopause, but it's one of my uh, ones that I reach to quite often. Um, and then there's beautiful homeopathics that if you understand homeopathy, there's some that really describe beautifully what a woman goes through um, in terms of her symptoms. And in homeopathy, like cures like, um, instead of using it like a, like a, you know, something you take as a preventative, it doesn't work that way. It's actually something you apply when those symptoms occur. So there are several things that we can reach to. I love that. And now 
You mentioned nutrition as well. What would you say is like the most important thing to keep in mind for your hormones as they go through this big transition through menopause? Yeah. So, okay. So big, huge subject. I'll try to keep it short because we don't have, you know, eight hours here. Uh, But I work very closely with more of a clinical nutrition approach. So I get really excited by this topic as food is a stress point for a lot of women. And here you have somebody beautiful walks into your office, sits down, and she wants to lose weight desperately. And it's about weight, 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 right? Um, When really it's not about the weight, it's about talking to the hormones and giving it the right touch points to make changes in the body. So there are foods, one of the, the groups of foods that I reach toward is fats, nutritional fats or essential fatty acids um, are my top, like we make sure that she's getting that adequate, um, amount of fats because you cannot produce hormones adequately without cholesterol. That's just a, that's a biochemistry thing. You can't do a plus B without that. So, um, we make sure that she has the right types of, um, of essential fatty acids going in, uh, also utilizing seeds. So seeds are full of, you know, and I'm, I mean, nothing extravagant, just flax seeds, pumpkin seeds, you know, different parts of this, the seed um, family, those give quality to the body in the silica, you know, area, which is a nutrient that because of our soil, we aren't getting in everything we eat that element of, um, of nutrition anymore. It also lends to the fatty acids, zinc, um, you know, there's just so many things. So those are two er- two groups that I encourage right off the bat, making sure that that's what she's doing. I even go a step further in my in my practice. Um, I tap into the blood type and well, phenotype and also genotype diet, um, where we get so specific into the nature of food that we look and see what her blood requires or her genes require um, in order to get it as close to perfect as we can fit for her according to her biochemistry. Mm-hmm. Again, there's that personalization that, that only comes with the naturopath. So those were some really good like practical things, things that anyone can do. They can increase their fat intake. They could maybe supplement with a good uh, fish oil. They can make sure they're going to the bathroom more consistently. What about on an energetic level? I guess even if you could tell everyone that's feeling really depleted and worn down in this phase of their life, what would you what would you remind them of? Yeah, so one of the biggest things and I mentioned it a little bit earlier was you're not alone. I really do encourage women to seek out the right community for what they're going through. Um, you know, historically, we can always find that person to tell us the horror story. We can always find that person to just totally want to sit down in a pity party, misery circle. And, you know, sometimes that's really therapeutic for a moment. But what I encourage her to do is find a community of women that are you know, they're not just content sitting on the nail. They're ready to get off the nail and start, you know, living and seeking this, this holistic approach to their health. And also it helps when you talk to another woman who maybe she's struggling too with a lot of the same things. And she isn't interested in just that, that pre-recorded 
you know, like a story that's been playing for years, or maybe that she's read online that says, well, you are used up. You aren't going to, you know, cause there it's out there. My biggest thing is I tell her to protect her mind and her heart really open up that passage only for those who are seeking to help her heal. And that right there will change those feelings of tremendous anxiety and depression and isolation and all of the emotional things that go into us. Because again, I'm interested in all of her, not just one element of physical, right? So when I look at her, I just want to remind her that, especially with social media, you have to be careful. There are some that are telling the wrong tale. You want to make sure that your narrative fits your end result. Um, you know, you want to begin your healing with the end in mind. You want to be picturing that that beautiful, you know, hormonal symphony that you want playing in your body. So the mind and the heart are so important in that healing journey. So I just really, I, I encourage her to know that she is amazing and she's beautiful and She's everything that she wants to be. I get like totally choked up when I talk about this part, but we, there's a lot of tears that are shared in my office because I take a great time to tell her just how amazing she is. And when she believes it, when she starts to really reach open and accept herself, then that healing comes more quickly. That cortisol that's causing all of this stress in her, or the stress that causes the cortisol to raise and her feeling stressed and all of that, once she starts to believe her own narrative, she's going to start bringing that cortisol down on a physical hormone level. And then the weight gain starts to come back under control. Things that physiologically take place can be charged through emotional being. So I just really take time to tell her she is everything she ever needs to be right in that moment. Some women are denied that passage into growing old. Some are, they're, they're let go from this planet in a heartbeat. Um, you know, so I just like to tell her that this is, this is the journey that you're on and really truly loving yourself is very important. So my mom, she passed away at 47. So she didn't even get to step into that next realm. And I just, I remind myself up often because I struggle too. I go through different pitfalls and okay, I'm back on the board and I go through it all, right? Because I am definitely human. Um, but I remind myself that not everybody is going to be able to experience getting old, quote unquote, getting old, and that it's a privilege that's denied to some. So I just like to keep that in focus and um, really know that we're working forward. We're not working backward. Mm. It's just incredibly affirming. And I can think of all my clients that I have that are in this stage. And yeah, I feel like they're so hungry to hear those affirmations, to really be acknowledged and seen um, and not be told that they're now a geriatric patient or whatever they yeah. might be hearing other yeah. places. It's so bad. Oh, so I'm so grateful that you're this voice um, to a population that is so underserved. Um, this is kind of a, a tangent, but also related. You know, you and I both are passionate about this, the seasons of womanhood, you know, the maiden, the young woman, the mother, obviously the, the portal between this life and the, the realm beyond. The enchantress or kind of even that crone stage, people don't talk about a lot. Can you share a little bit about the significance of that in like a traditional culture, even 
what was the significance of that woman in a village hundreds of years ago? Oh, oh my gosh. So it gave me goosebumps because this is, this is the untold story. So if we really, you know, we want to expand now. So if we're listening to this and we've been talking about where we are and where we're at right now, I love to like say, okay, take off the, the parameters and go back in time, but go out in a current space too right now. There are other cultures that believe that when a woman becomes uh, or walks through that doorway, that beautiful sacred doorway of you've had your children, or maybe you didn't have your children. Maybe you don't, your charge was not to have children. And that's totally okay too. I never want to like make anybody feel like, well, I didn't do that. And now I'm here. No, we're totally backing up the bus a little bit. Um, so when you're in that outer limit, right? Not so much here you're going to hear different things. You're going to see this woman walk into this next realm in her village or in her community, and she's revered. She's looked at as this wise and sacred woman who has the tools and the capabilities and the know-how and the passion all inside her. She is, she is seen as this woman of complete like beauty and power and grace. And that's somebody who people look to in the communities that, that this exists in still today and did so many years ago. This is the woman that you went to when you needed that spiritual, mental, emotional check-in with things that are dug in deep of this planet. Things that she's seen with her own eyes are things that our younger generations have not viewed and maybe will never view. And the things that she's felt and experienced and helped others with, it's just like standing on the shoulders of giants when you have a wise woman in your community. And in so many other areas of the world and in other times and spaces, this woman wasn't looked at as she's done her time. She's all done now. She's, she's used up. Let's just put her in a home and call it good. That was not the case. That woman was seen as a perfect picture of the past and of the present and of the future. She got to serve in so many ways that we're, we're just, I feel like today there's that sadness that sometimes creeps in on me because I feel like that element is lost. But then you have women that are doing the work like you are, the women that are, I, I have so many personal friends that are, they're reliving that history again. They're actually being that for the younger generations and reminding them that, you are okay. You are loved. And I feel like right now, this is the perfect time to hear that on repeat. But in other places, that woman is just, she is, you know, I picture her and I've got pictures of these beautiful crone women. And that's what I see when I have somebody walk in and whether they've got silver hair or they've got brown hair or blonde hair or whatever it is, I see that shine. I see that beauty that's there. I see that wisdom. I don't see them as incomplete as if anything, I see them as the most complete and the most amazing. So that's just the way I picture her and the way she exists in all of these outlying areas of the world. Chills. <laughs> yeah. Beautifully said. As always, thank you for that. We all need to be reminded of that. 
So to switch gears a little bit, you in your practice have started to develop this beautiful offering around menopause, a really all-encompassing, in-depth offering for anyone that's going through this beautiful initiation that wants to do so empowered and informed. So tell me about this beautiful Mm -hmm. offering. Okay. So I went and, you know, I've been doing this for a long time and I'm collecting absolute beautiful stories and, and passions and all of this. And I decided that I would love to reach people all over the world. I would like to expand past Midland, Michigan and, and Michigan, really, because I have people that drive hours. Um, but I really would like to share this this bit of knowledge with more than just where I live. So I created an online course that's called Balanced Menopause. And inside the course, you'll find things that are just like what we talked about. There's a module that just explains what in the world is true menopause? What is this timeline? I feel like sometimes some of the fear and anxiety comes from just not knowing what your body is doing. So we look to professionals for that. And sometimes the professionals are giving us the answer that is not positive, that is maybe making us feel bad instead of empowered or good. So I take a moment and and in this first module, I go through what is menopause and what's your body doing? What is it up to? And why might you feel like you do? And then I go into that beautiful liver GI brain connection. And I talk about that a little bit more specifically to, okay, so this we know is what it takes to run and have our hormones be in this fashion of, you know, balance. And then there's sometimes it steps over here and it gets out of step. What can we do to pull it back? Um, And then I also have a whole module on sexuality and sensuality and what that might look like in menopause what it might resemble for a woman who is having some different symptoms, we'll call them, pop up, like I described before. And most importantly, what do we do about them? I put a whole module in there about specifics on herbs. What herb for what? Um, I know that feels like it's, you know, I just talked about everything's not a one size fits all. But what I wanted to do with this, this, um, course is give you some tools. So I do list out some herbs that are effective for X, Y, and Z and homeopathics and lifestyle things and things that you can do. So I have a whole module just for that. And then just finally, it really gives you the cast of what we're talking about, bringing that woman up into her her spiritual, beautiful place um, on this earth. And that's what, it's an equipping thing. It's a powerful thing. Um, but I designed it just because I feel like women, we we should be able to embrace these changes and what it means on a physical, mental, and emotional level. Yeah, exactly. Ooh, I, yeah, I'm so excited to finally professionally have a resource that I can send people to since I don't have a course or anything like that for that specific phase of life. And um, yeah, it just sounds phenomenal. So thank you (laughs) for creating something so special. And we have that linked in the show notes below. So for anyone that's like, uh, yes, (laughs) I'm already in love with Dr. Helen, then that is there for you. Well, before we start to close up, Helen, is there anything else that you feel inspired to share or something intuitively, you know, that someone is meant to hear right now? (sighs) 
Well, I just, if I was the other person on the other side of the podcast and I was listening, the biggest thing is, is know that you have support available to you. Um, sometimes just being able to talk to someone who already respects the, the woman that you are and in light of some of these unfortunate feelings that you're having, we still see you. We still see you, you know, not your hot flashes only, not your, you know, uh, weight gain and all of those other things. If I could just have her in front of me or have you in front of me, I would just like to let you know that, you know, you're seen and that you're valid and you are very essential to this world and we we want you to feel your best. So people like me who, you know, I've invested years into just this this journey myself, I want to help you. I would love to take the time and get to know your story and if there's anything I can do or offer, that would be something I'd love to do. Thank you. Thank you. Well, then speaking of that, where is the best place for people to connect with you online or follow you or stalk you or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Stalkers welcome. Um, especially if you're like into, you know, female womanhood stuff, it's wonderful. So um, my links will be in the comments too, but I'm on Instagram at, at woman or at wise woman uh, underscore ND. And then I have a Facebook page under wise woman natural health center. And then I am kind of like a fan of if you come across my email, and all of these are in, linked in my bio too, um, if you just want to send me an email, I love getting emails because usually it's, it's 10 o'clock at night and that's when I am I have that time to go through and really read through uh, my emails. But if you would like to get a hold of me, the, I, I have a webpage too. All of that's listed there. So I have multiple ways for you to get in touch with me. Um, I'll have multiple courses um, to release here in the future, you know, one spe uh, specifically on holistic pregnancy, birth and beyond, and some other things too. So I really want you to find me um, because I think that those will be gifts that I can, I can share with you. Amazing. Yay. Thank you for that. Lots of great places for people to connect. All of that is linked in the show notes below, including her menopause course. So if you're feeling like you need support and you want Dr. Helen to guide you along the way, you have options. So really, I think from me and also everyone that's listening, I want to thank you for devoting your life to helping others and for just this incredible wisdom you have shared today. Really, thank you. Thank you. Oh, it is my honor. And thank you for having me on here. Yes. And if you think Dr. Helen needs to come back for a part two, because obviously we could talk forever, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you can share this episode on Instagram and talk tag her at wisewoman underscore nd and me at menstruation queen and we will see what we can do to collaborate again in the future so again thank you for being here and we will see you all next week Thank you.